Hello and welcome back, all you folks out there doing the best you can to stay afloat on the wild, wide sea of humanity. I'm Sam Thayer, back with more on the art, science, and curious peculiarities of going invisible. In this chapter and the next, Doc's Guide to Going Invisible examines the fundamental ties that bind us to econoculture and its commercial values, namely production and consumption. First up, here's how the hard work injunction needlessly binds us to the production side of econoculture. The twin poles of econoculture are production and consumption. Each reinforces the other in a dynamic cycle of reluctant labor and materialistic excess. Each keeps us hooked in its own way and in service to the other. We work to consume and consume to work. This kind of life seems to suit a great many people just fine. More power to them, we invisibles say. Better them than us. Completely escaping the production pole is all but impossible for most of us. We need some way to provide for ourselves and our families, and most do so by holding down a job or two or three of some kind. This must be accomplished within the highly competitive, acquisitive, self-interested production and distribution systems of econoculture. I have already suggested leaving soiled work cells at the door like muddy shoes when going invisible as a way of holding these systems at bay. And, in the process, experimenting with alternate cells. I will now take a second look at the most compelling hook that production itself dangles before us, says Doc. Hard work as a precondition of success. And I will describe how hard invisibles must work to empty themselves of corresponding hard work loops. The injunction that we must all work hard to achieve success is an appeal to our human sense of self-respect and responsibility to friends, family, and community, as well as to our desire to consume. It carries an aura of patriotic duty. This econoculture expectation, we invisibles categorically resist as a flagrant falsehood. There is a place for hard work in life, to be sure, but not as an essential ingredient of any one true American success formula. There are too many egregious violations of that rule and too many alternate formulas 
to grant it any validity whatever. Hard work does not hook us. It is not the key to our success. A whole new guide would be required to give this subject its due and explore all its implications. We may decline hard work altogether and commit ourselves to average effort and nothing more, opting for greater leisure and feeling no guilt whatever. No one has the right to demand more of us than what the average man or woman among us is willing to do, free of coercion. We categorically reject Frederick Winslow Taylor's strongman standard. Our standard is the man in the middle. Let the competitive drive for excellence be someone else's problem. We must insist on the right to opt for laid-back mediocrity. It is a matter of principle among us to defend the honor of mediocre friends and neighbors who we love and who are doing the very best they can. Laid-back mediocrity demands its long-overdue fair measure of respect. On the other hand, visibles may choose to work very hard for reasons unrelated to recognition or competition or even material gain. What we may in actual practice do, depending on whim and circumstance and self-respect and boredom and cash offers, is fortunately, ultimately, unpredictable. Human freedom at its very best. Artists and independent craftspeople may gladly work very hard and very happily, or unhappily. It can go either way. Hard work, no guarantee. Nurses and engineers and teachers may work very hard because they love what they do and find meaning and purpose in it. They may even achieve excellence without striving, a subtle, almost magical practice known as not doing. These may be the workers inhabiting that in-between niche at many workplaces who I have encouraged tenderfoots to ferret out and mingle with and learn from. In the words of economist E.F. Schumacher, these folks are, quote, working usefully, creatively, with their own hands and brains, in their own time, at their own pace. People who work in this way do not know the difference between work and leisure. Unquote. Those able to find or carve out such workplaces for themselves are among the blessed. The rest of us are yoked. Hard work sermons are mostly for the yoked and the slackers 
who find the rat race intolerable and going to work just to collect a paycheck, sheer drudgery. It targets those who cringe before the insincerity and phoniness of so-called career ladder success. It means to shore up the ranks and encourage the troops to keep their shoulders to the production wheels, no less than Kim Jong-un's patriotic sermons to his North Korean workers. Above all, the hard work message is hammered into those nameless, faceless workers who are, of course, no such thing. The vast industrial masses laboring over endless, mindless mass production lines in the U.S. and Mexico and Korea and China and almost everywhere else by now. Says Schumacher, quote, The technology of mass production is inherently violent, ecologically damaging, and stultifying for the human person. Unquote. Such harried workers are, as I've said, ripe for invisibility. Many of us who've broken free and remain active try to lend those left behind a helping hand when we can. Some identify themselves as invisibility coaches and make of it an avocation. This guide, says Doc, is such an effort on his part. As demand increases, Doc says he expects to see classes in invisibility appear in adult extension class catalogs. There would be workshops, podcasts, conferences, were it not for one seemingly insurmountable obstacle, and that is, no committed invisibles would voluntarily draw that much attention to themselves teaching such classes and workshops. For this reason, private individual initiations and apprenticeships may remain the primary means of transmission for some time to come. Doc says he is writing this guide only because he'll be dead and gone before it's ever read, his invisibility uncompromised while he's alive and it matters most. Next up, breaking free of the other pole, consumption, and the charms of unbranded generic products. For more on Going Invisible, visit howtogoinvisible.com. All one word, no spaces. <laughs>